I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast feeds and on YouTube. Like, subscribe there as well. Thank you for tuning in after a game like that where the Raptors fall to the Orlando Magic in the second game of their in-season tournament from the get-go. Um, the Raptors didn't look like they were up to caliber of the Orlando Magic in this one. Um, they had a lead um, at the, what, 1049 mark? That was the last time they had a lead, was at the 1049 mark of the first quarter. Um, after that, it was all Orlando. And, I mean, first off, let's give Orlando credit for the effort that that, that they showed. I mean, they're a, a team that's emerging, a team on the rise, you know, different than the uh, OKC Thunder. And we're seeing, you know, bit by bit um, how they're going to be successful going forward. And a lot of it is, you know, their defense. And they, I believe they are uh, ranked first in the league in defensive rating. And we saw a good, a good dose of that tonight. But a lot of this was about the Toronto Raptors and the mistakes that they made. On, on both ends. So looking at some of the stats, uh, 23 turnovers for the Raptors leading to 31 points. They get outscored in the paint, 68 to 36 and bench points. The Magic have an advantage of 56 to 32 and shots, just shots in general. The Magic have 100 shots. The Raptors have 75 and fast break points, 23 to nine. So as I mentioned, yes, right from the get-go, the Magic were just a different at a different level than the Raptors. Their tempo was excellent, and they showed it on both ends. They were everywhere on defense. Offensively, they were getting into their actions really quickly. They were running. Um, as soon as the Raptors had a, had a make, they were out there and they were running, and it was led by Jalen Sucks. Um, he was lightning in a bottle right from the get-go in this game. I mean, looking at one of the first possessions, he beats five Raptors down the court for a layup, and then he creates a turnover after not allowing um, Pascal switch on to him, and he wouldn't let Pascal get the ball um, in the post, pokes it away, and then after that, he hits a three, hits another three, which was a bank. And his the image of this game for me is probably going to be like Jalen Suggs with his tongue out. I think it was in the third quarter, and it's all out. And he was, man, like he was vibing tonight. Um, he was probably their one of their more influential players. He was their pulse. I'll put it that way. That's what he was tonight. Um, I did a podcast going into this game, and uh, you know the fella had mentioned that Jalen Suggs, like he is just playing so well. Um, he is becoming like their energizer bunny, gaming game out, setting the tone for them. And once again, he he did that. But defensively for the Raptors, I mean, offensively they they got their shots. They 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 shot pretty well outside of the turnovers, which we'll get to in a second. But defensively they were an absolute mess a little like insider into how i do my my work game in game out um i got a document and i use keywords to identify certain things that are important you know make um defense uh pov and things of that nature and another category i have is damn damn as in bad things that happen for the toronto raptors and in this game on my document i have 22 damps that's a record a season high, if you will. Um, yeah. So just looking at the the defense of the Raptors, 
um, they really didn't do much well. So obviously their transition defense was not good. As I said, after every make, Orlando was pushing the ball and the Raptors weren't there to meet them. And it happened constantly. And if they were there, then they weren't getting the right matchups. And then Orlando was um, working off of that. Pelo Bunkero was excellent tonight. We'll get to him in a second, but he was very good. And he was one of the benefactors of the Raptors not getting back in transition. And also, again, Jalen Suggs. Um, a lot of his points came from that very, very, very way. It was him getting the ball off a make or off a miss. And he's just bolting down the court and he's beating everyone. And he's getting to the basket. Uh, obviously, the depth of the Magic really showed tonight. And they are a team that can go 10 deep. Not just like kind of 10 deep. No, they got 10 NBA players who can execute at a pretty high level. And you look at Cole Anthony. He comes off the bench, 15 points, 10 assists. Off the bench. He was a monster in the pick and roll. He was hitting floaters. He was getting to the rack. Uh, he was making some nice passes, obviously, with 10 assists. He was a huge problem for the Raptors, um, along with Jalen Suggs. And uh, just like that kind of depth, they really do come in waves, the Magic. And they certainly came in several waves in, in this game. But just looking at you know the defense again, um, there were several like just lapses of, of judgment. Um, are we switching? Are we not switching? Guards getting tap outs, you know, Gary Trent Jr., there's one I remember where Malachi Flynn gets switched on to Palo Boncaro and plays some pretty sound defense. But then shot goes up, and there's Anthony Black just tipping it in, and Gary Trent Jr. has no idea what's going on. Not good, um, but that, those are the, the attention to details that you need on defense. Um, are, are you aware? Are you focused? Are you locked in for 24 seconds? And also get the rebound. And the Raptors, man, they just, they just weren't. I mean, after the first quarter, you know, you look at it, and... Um, they were down, what, by seven points, but they finished the quarter decently. They kind of weathered the, the storm. And so you're going into the second quarter and you're like, okay, well, let's let's see what kind of bench unit we're going to get. And I want to pivot to some of the substitutions now because that lineup that started the second quarter, just not a good decision, in, in my opinion. Um, it was Scotty, uh, Chris Boucher, OG, Grady Dick, and Precious Atua. So Malachi Flynn played some minutes in the first quarter, and then he didn't play with that group in the to begin the second half or the second quarter rather. Um, and I just found that to be a bit of a curious decision because you know, I mean, how relentless Orlando is with their pressure, like they're getting all kinds of deflections. Um, they're in the passing lanes. There's very little room out there, um, and so you need probably some ball handling to at least to, to you know to help Scotty um, as he you know as he's doing his thing on, on offense to just give him a release valve a little bit, someone who can get, who can touch the paint, who can make kickout passes, who can bring the ball up the court. So maybe you can run some off ball stuff for Scotty to get him, um, you know, pressuring the paint a little bit. And Malachi wasn't in that lineup. And I thought that was a really odd decision. Um, it just didn't really make sense to me. You know, looking at that second quarter, that, that unit that I'm talking about, it gets outscored 15 to six before the first sub comes in for the Raptors at the six, uh, 653 mark of the second quarter. That's when Jacoperto comes in and then eventually some of the other starters do come in as well. And I just think that lineup, it wasn't a good, a, a good move. Like I look at it and there's a few examples right here. Uh, Presta Chua, he's over dribbling, something Darko has talked to him about. Granted, there was another play later on in the game where he actually made the right play. He touched the paint, he kicked it out and uh, Dennis went for a layup, but 
that was an area where he didn't make the right decision and draws an offensive foul. Then uh, Chris Boucher, he's ball watching. Jonathan Isaac just cuts back door and it's a dunk. Then they take a timeout and uh, here we go again. Um, Jonathan Isaac, who was very influential in his minutes, he's not playing too many right now, but they're continuing to ramp him up as he comes back. Um, rear view block on OG as he's going towards the, the bucket. And then on the other end, uh, Chris Boucher doesn't realize that, you know, He's coming. Jonathan Isaac is coming. He's come for the offensive rebound and transition, and he gets that. And then later on, um, an odd one, and like Precious and Chris, they just didn't really have the focus um, that I think they, they really should have had um, in the, especially in their their first shift. Precious the Chua, like it's like a kind of a bit of a a play around the baseline, and uh, they're inbounding the ball. Orlando is, and um, it's to me, it seemed pretty clear that Precious just had to switch on to i believe it was uh, it was franz wagner and uh, it was a pick and roll action with uh, the other wagner mo wagner and um og was covering him but like along the baseline once they do that you kind of have franz in a corner and precious is staring at him you got og facing the baseline and precious just dips he just leaves and he goes towards Wagner at the three-point line and it's just like he just has a wide open line towards the basket like that's another example of just like what are we trying to do on offense or on defense and are we executing it and are you locked into the details of what we're doing this game obviously wasn't going well for the Raptors and they were trying a few different things and do you know what we're trying to do on a given possession on defense do you know um, I'm asking that question because it seemed like at, at points that that wasn't the case um, but even going into the third quarter um, I, I mean, the Raptors, they had a little bit of a run going into uh, at the end of the second quarter. So it was around like an what, 11 point game, 50, uh, yeah, 67, 56. So obviously not insurmountable. You can make that, we can make that up. But then at the beginning of the third quarter, Gogo Bataze was a monster. And Yaka Pearl, he had a hell of a night tonight. Uh, he had to, you know, look at his, his stat line. I'm not even sure what it what it, it ended up being. Um, I'll look at it right now while we're while we're chatting about this. Um, so what do you have? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. At, uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds four turnovers, uh, five of seven, seven shooting. Like that's obviously not a, a bad game statistically, but, you know, dealing with, with Batase was a problem for him, dealing with, you know, some of the the guards that Orlando has, you know, Cole Anthony, uh, Jalen Suggs, um, some of the guys that can just, you know, turn the corner on some of those pick and rolls and get towards the basket. Yeah, Yak had a hell of a time tonight. And Batase in that third quarter, holy smoke. So another uh, couple of sequences that went Pretty bad for the Raptors, uh, but very good for Bataze. So he gets a block on Jakob, and then he eventually scores. Then on another possession, he scores off of Spain pick and roll, um, an alley-oop actually. And then a few minutes later, he strips Jakob, and it leads to a Paolo floater. And then there was a play where Dennis uh, he just took like a, a really odd floater. Um, like Bataze is right in front of him. And he he tries a floater from around the free throw line area. 
gets blocked pretty badly. And then again, this is all within like a six minute stretch, four or five minute stretch um, later on. Um, the Raptors are on defense and Bataze, he gets a, a tap out and it leads to a three and not to mention like his, his offensive prowess, his uh, ability to be a bit of a hub for the, the magic. He had six assists tonight um, in DHOs. He does a great job of turning his body and creating that space um, as a DHO is happening. And they ran a lot of those along the wing. Um, he had a few nice passes tonight. Uh, he's a pretty intriguing player and he's not even their, their starting center. Wendell Carter Jr. is out, but uh, Batazia comes in, he played, uh, 30 minutes and uh yeah he was pretty good you know two steals and five blocks wow he had a great game and that kind of nullified a lot of the momentum that the raptors had in that third quarter um later on in that third quarter and they were trying to make a bit of a run but then another odd lineup comes up you know it's Malachi Flynn and Dennis Schroeder are your backcourt and the raptors had switched to switching everything and that's an odd backcourt to have when you have like Paolo Boncaro on the other side and all they did was just they kept on making the switch happen and if it wasn't a bucket it was a kick out and then it was an open three or something like that and it just it was a weird thing to do um when you decide to switch everything and you're have you, you have your two smallest players I believe on the court together as your backcourt against a pretty lengthy wingspanny team just I don't I don't get it. Um, that was kind of a weird, weird decision to me. But uh, just one more thing on on the magic. Uh, Pelo Boncaro, like he's uh, he's really developed. Um, he spent a lot of time, obviously, during the offseason working on his game. His three point shot has really come around tonight. He had 25 points, two threes, five rebounds, three assists. He had this basket against Precious where it was a, a pick and roll. And uh, OG was guarding uh, Paolo and then Ochua, you know, they switched uh, they switched that action and it's them two going at each other. And it was an inside out dribble crossover. And he he got an and one. I was like, whoa, man, that was a quick crossover, quick move. Um, he's definitely building his confidence. So that's a that's a good player right there. Um, and they got a few good players on the on the magic side. It, you look at their last two games and they trounced the Pacers and they just bullied the Raptors. So a good uh, good stretch here for them. I believe they won now four games in a row. So just on some of the Raptor details, like I mean, talked about the defense. Um, oh, one more thing is that Otto Porter Jr. I saw that he came in late in the game uh, during um, you know during the emptying of the bench time. I'll call it that. And uh, I thought it was a bit odd that, you know, why wasn't he being used earlier on in the game? Maybe he was on a bit of a minutes restriction of some sort, or they're working him back. He missed about a week or so. So obviously he would have been very helpful. Um, I, I hope that that is a case because if he just didn't play and he opted, Darko opted to go a different way with his, his substitutions and his, his rotations, then that would not be good. Um, but I imagine because of some of the restrictions that he's still on, they're still, you know, ramping him up um, into, you know, a full you know, 20, 25 minutes per game kind of kind of way. So, yeah, uh, hopefully that is the case. But um, yeah, Otto, you know, he can't comes in. He hits two shots pretty quickly. Uh, he's certainly could have been helpful tonight. That's for damn sure. But, you know, on the Raptors, you know, offensively, like they shot 50 percent from the field, 50 percent from three. 29 assists on 38 field goals. 
Pascal, he was getting his matches. Uh, he was hitting his shots. He had eight assists. And so the doubles were coming. He was making the right decision as he usually does. You know, when he's in the post, he's pretty comfortable down there. Um, and he sees the angles he needs to see. He's able to navigate all the bodies and the and the length that he's being shown. And he he finds the open man. He was finding Scotty. He was finding Jakob. He was finding other players for, for three. Um, so that's that was kind of Pascal's game. Uh, obviously everyone kind of struggled in terms of turnovers. You look at the starting lineup. Let's just take a look here. So for OG, he had uh, four turnovers, Pascal, two, Jakob, four, Scotty, five, Dennis, two. Um, and Precious Achua had also off the bench, he had three turnovers. So yeah, a lot of turnovers. And as I said earlier, 31 points were created for the Magic off of those turnovers. That's a hell of a number. That's hard to overcome, obviously. Uh, Scotty Barnes, he had some good moments. He had uh, that three I mentioned earlier on at the end of uh, this, the second quarter. That was really nice. It kind of beat the beat the clock. Good stuff there. Um, he, he obviously showed his hustle. And uh, I mean, he didn't have as impactful of a night on the offensive end. Like I said, five turnovers. Spacing was a problem for the Raptors once again. And uh, a lot of the stuff that they had issues with, it was just being pretty careless with the ball, which was a problem has been a problem for this team, you know, throughout the season. And we've seen ups and downs with it, but uh, this was probably one of their worst nights. Like the, the magic, I mean, it was it, their, their defense is so similar to what the Raptors were doing last season, except if you look at their roster, they have more skill versatility, more guard play. And so they're able to, you know, compound that with the length that they have with some pretty good guards um, guys who can make shots, you know, Gary Harris, another player, a veteran right there who can come in and just, you know, knows what he has to do. He's pretty feisty as well. You put these all together and that's a pretty interesting team, a team that can probably play this style where they're getting a lot of deflections and uh, they're pursuing runouts and things of that nature. Um, Gary Trent Jr. was pretty non-existent tonight. Uh, one of six minus three Malachi Flynn. He had a few shots in, uh, in at the end of the game, but uh, that's, that's kind of that story. Like not many people had a good game tonight overall. Like no one really had a too good of a night. I mean, Dennis Schroeder felt like he was hitting all of his shots. He shot eight of 13, four, four from three, hit all his free throws. Free throws have been a problem for the Raptors. Pascal had six, went six of eight. Scotty goes three of four from, from the line. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the game is that they didn't defend at all. And they got punched in the mouth a couple of times and they did rally a few times, but uh, they didn't have enough to, to bring it all the way home. Um, a lot of just careless turnovers and things just weren't going their way. Sometimes, you know, out of bounds, like balls just deflecting off your, your limb or something like that. And then it goes out of bounds and you had a good defensive possession, but then now it's Orlando ball and they hit a three. So deflating moments for sure. You don't see Jakob. Pirtle foul out very often, but that's an indication of how things went for him. He had a couple of uh, screening, screening fouls um, for, for him. And then there was a few uh, offensive rebound fouls. He got one against Anthony black, which definitely should not have happened. And uh, there was another one as well. So he got a, yeah, it was just a tough night for Jakob. I, I expect him to rally, but you look at tomorrow against the Pacers and if they don't find their groove defensively, if they're not paying attention to the details and locked in on their matchups and the game plan, and I'm looking at, you know, Darko too. Um, it's for everyone. Could happen again. You know, the Pacers are one of, if not the best scoring team uh, statistically right now. And if the Raptors don't show up, it's going to happen again. So there you go. Tough game. Not a fun one to watch. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Emmett Mann. Rate, review, subscribe on your podcast feed. YouTube, like and subscribe there as well. We'll see you. Thanks.